0: I'm blinded. It, uh, what a great honor it is to be here with all you bright students. It's amazing. I can't imagine being in a room anywhere with so many talented young people and so many talented people that are here to pass back and forth information and ideas. I'm a little different than so many of the kids today. I grew up in the 30s. The depression was tough. My mom and dad had some money in the stock market and it went bust. And we had some 50 or $60 a month that we lived on from 1929 till about 1934 or 35. It were hard, tough times. I noticed one of the previous speakers mentioned about being from Iceland. My grandfather was from Iceland. Unfortunately, he didn't have too many opportunities. He was a minor out at Eureka, Utah. And from our early beginnings, we were so poor, wanted so bad not to be poor. I think it's the motivation that has moved me. I heard some of the speakers say that you've got to have a drive or a dream. My dream was not to be poor It. uh uh, Spence Kennard mentioned about my wife. She had $400, and she had that little insurance policy. And saw General Schwarzkopf out here, and what a, what a great privilege it is to see him and shake his hand. I was a Buck Sergeant in 1944 in the Air Corps. Most of you here know it as the Air Force today, and those were the first risks I ever took I have to confess, going over to Europe on the boat, why I played some poker and came back with more money than I had when I left. I'm not sure that's a good story to tell. But it, uh, we early on uh, uh, got into the university, one a year before I went to the Air Force. It was $35 a quarter at the University of Utah, $130 or so dollars a year for the books and tuition. Got a degree in civil engineering. I went to work for the Bureau of Reclamation, and the first job I was on the opposite side was from Peter Kiewit, and the chairman of Peter Kiewit is here. At that time, on that construction job, if someone that was the chairman of Peter Kiewit had come on the job, everybody would have thought God himself had arrived. It uh, And have the opportunity for you young folks to rub elbows with these people. I worked as a civil engineer for two or three years, and... I had an opportunity then for the people that I worked for at the apartment houses at Salt Lake for those 15 and 25 and 50 cents an hour. The man that was the manager of it and part owner of the apartments was an owner in a little America out in Wyoming. They built it in 1934. The highway moved. A new road was built there, a new U.S. 30. It was 150 miles east of Salt Lake City. And the nearest neighbor out there was 22 miles away, out in the sagebrush and jackrabbits. And they built the new one in 1950. That first year, it lost about $86,000. That money had to come out of their pockets. And back in 1950, that was a lot of money. 1951, the same thing that happened. And the gentleman that I'd worked for from the time I was 10 or 12 till I went to the Air Corps got me to go out to Little America and gave me an opportunity to buy 12% of it. And he said, if it works, his share was 11% more. He said, I'll sell it to you a year later. Went out, and my wife that's out in the audience was my, my great partner all through our lives. We stood there and really worked and worked hard at it. The station was doing about 50,000 gallons a month. A little over a year later, we had it at a 1,200,000 gallons a month, the largest volume service station in America. And We got into the transport business. I thought those truckers were making the money. We got in the transport business and started to move our own products, and I started to go around Wyoming and Utah and sell some wholesale gasoline. Today, we're the largest marketers in the Rocky Mountains, one of the larger ones down the mid-continent. States of Idaho, 35% of the market. Utah is about 24 25%. Wyoming, 39% of the market. Up in Montana, 20-some-odd. We have moved with some great people in our organization. And the refinery that I used to buy, those products from 150 miles east of Little America, Wyoming, was Sinclair, Wyoming. I used to drive our trucks down there once in a while and load them. In 1976, we bought everything Sinclair had, virtually all they had west of the Mississippi River. We got into the pipeline business and the terminal business, starting the Mississippi and the Missouri rivers. We got into major refinery. We'd already bought one up at Casper from Mobile. And when I think of Mobile, I think of the man that I bought that refinery from. His name was Ray Adam. He was over all mobiles, refineries, and pipelines and president of Mobile Chemical Corporation, a great, great guy, still around, retired, on 12 different boards in New York. One day I was traveling with Ray. Later years, we became great friends. And he said, you know, Earl, he said, a lot of people asked me if I went to Stanford or Harvard. And I said to them, no, but I have a lot that worked for me that did. What does that mean? Ray said in all those hundreds and thousands of engineers that he had working, scientists and so on, a lot of them had great educations. A lot of them were very, very smart. IQs of 150 or 160, some of them 180. But the thing that he said you had to have, and I agree with him, is you've got to have a drive and a will to win. You've got to have work and ambition. And those of you that want to win in this business world, whether it be oil or retail or banking or anything else, doesn't matter what it is, if you don't have that dream and you don't have that drive, Tom Selleck said it better than I've ever heard it said. He said, you've got to want to do it. You've got to have the will to win. And that means good old hard work. And as you go on to the university, don't take the easy classes. Don't take the ones that don't take any effort. They're not going to stretch you. They're not going to teach you anything. Get the best darn professors you can find and take some classes that've got some work with it. Something that stretches your mind, makes you learn how to think. I know there's lots of disciplines that do that. My engineering helped me tremendously to solve problems, sit down and solve problems. And after we got started with that little America out in western Wyoming that was losing that 100000 or so dollars each of those first two years before we went, then a year, year and a half, first year we had about a quarter of a million bottom-line profit. The next year it was over a half and we pushed on up to $2 million a year in profit out of that little highway place where we pumped fuel to trucks and cars and had a little restaurant and some motel rooms there. It was phenomenal. It was the goose that laid our golden eggs. And we went to Cheyenne and built another one in Flagstaff, Arizona and another and bought the famous Westgate Hotel in San Diego and up to Sun Valley and And bought that and put it together and did the Sinclair things. and We've been marching on as hard as we can go. And something else that Tom Selleck said that I I liked a lot. There's not a lot of joy after you've once got it. It's a great joy to be accomplishing something. And it means moving, doing, creating, and continuing the quest. To say, I've got it made, and sit down, you kind of lose it. It's doing something new. We're working at Sun Valley, doing several new things there. We're developing a new ski area behind Ogden, Utah. And the excitement of doing things new and getting other things going are terrific. My message to you is take a chance. You know, we gambled everything we had. We had fourteen or $15,000 when we went to Little America. We put it in the pot, signed a note for a $1,287,000 with three or four other owners. And if we'd have lost, we'd have started over. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can do it. You're young. You've got lots going for you. And we've, from that 1400 or $10,400, these last few years, we've been running between $1.5 and $2 billion a year and sales in our company. We're, we're very, very honored to have a lot of good people in our outfit that help us a lot. You can't do it alone. You've got to have good people. And I think I've taken probably more than my time. I wish to thank the Academy for honoring me. I wish to thank the Academy for having me here. And I would like to have my wife, my partner out there stand.